Hello and welcome to Intentional Leadership, the podcast show that will help you break the barriers holding you back from the true life of significance you are meant to live. I'm your host, Janelle Bruland, and I invite you to join us as I share leadership lessons and specific strategies to transform your leadership, crush your goals, and love your life. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, this is Janelle Bruland. Welcome to the Intentional Leadership Podcast. In this podcast series lately, we've been talking about career burnout and how to prevent it. And improving my health was one of the critical decisions that I made in order to prevent career burnout. And so we've been talking about three components of optimum health over the last few episodes, the first being nutrition, the second exercise. And today we're going to talk about the third component of optimum health, which is sleep. And I'm especially excited to talk about this one because sleep was one that was elusive for me for a long time. And now I've corrected it and really improved my health in this area. And joining me today is my husband, Graham, an executive coach as well. Well, thanks for having me. And yes, her sleep caused me to not sleep well. So <laughs> I like her sleeping a whole lot better than her not sleeping. So thank you. Thanks thank for having me. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> awesome. So let's start with why is sleep important? Well, first of all, when I found that I wasn't sleeping, I was dragging through the days and it wasn't a lot of fun. And I found like I didn't have a lot of energy. I'd have that three o'clock slump. Uh, I had foggy brain, just a number of things that wasn't working well. And when I'm not sleeping well, nothing was going well. And I'm sure some of you can relate to that. So I began to do some research on sleep and finding out why it's important. And the National Institute of Health tells us in the research on brain basics is sleep is such an important part of your daily routine. And it takes about one third of our time doing it. And quality sleep is just as important as having food and water. It's a basic survival need. And without sleep, you can't form or maintain pathways in your brain that let you learn and create new memories. And it's also harder to concentrate and respond, which is some of the symptoms that, that I was having. Yeah, no, you, you struggle. Every night you'd come to bed, you'd lay there and you would, you know, and then finally fall asleep. And then in the middle of the night, three o'clock, boom, you're awake. And so I would hear that. And it was hard, you know, hard to watch. So tell us about how that struggle was for you. Well, at one particularly frustrating season, it, it seemed that I had gone weeks without adequate sleep. And, you know, as Graham mentioned, I was either having trouble falling asleep or more often than not, I would be able to go to sleep okay, but I would wake up in the wee hours of the night. And then once I woke up, my brain started going and going and I was solving problems in the night and I was just raring to go and could not get my mind settled down and, and back to sleep. And... It was just my sleep deprivation was causing me to be hazy throughout the day, and I was lethargic, unable to focus for long periods of time, and so I thought, I just really need to fix this. So I started doing some research on sleep, and and this is what I found, and made me feel better, and hopefully will make you feel better as well, is I was not alone in my sleep struggles, and many, many adults today struggle with getting good sleep. Um, in fact, the, the National Sleep Foundation um, actually tells us we should get seven to nine hours of sleep per night, a healthy adult. 
but we're not meeting the mark. And according to a Gallup survey, the average adult only gets 6.8 hours of sleep per night. 40% of Americans get six hours or less of sleep and 14% get five hours or less of sleep per night. So common, common issue. Oh, wow. Last night I had four hours. I'm in the top 10%. That's good. Not good. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you get disrupted during your sleep. You know, what happens during the day? What, or physically, what can happen to you? What, what goes on with your body, your mind? Well, there's a number of symptoms and see if any of you relate to this and are having trouble with sleep. Here's some symptoms and see if any of you have this uh, that help you recognize sleep loss or inadequate sleep in your life. Uh, It's not just not being able to sleep. It's some of those things that are happening during the day. So here's some examples. Um, Do you find you're yawning? During the day, are you moody? Is moodiness coming up? And if this is um, uh, happening regularly for you, it could be uh, due to a lack of sleep. Uh, are you depressed? Are you uh, having difficulty learning new concepts? Are you forgetful? All of these things can happen uh, because you don't have the the right amount of sleep. Lack of motivation, clumsiness is on this list. Um, even increased appetite and carbohydrate cravings can be because you're not getting enough sleep. Well, I saw that if, if you have a belly around you, that that's a big one sign that you're not getting enough sleep. Your body's not sure what to do, and so if you're not sleeping enough, it just stores everything there just in case it might need it. Right, right. And intimacy issues, too, can, can come up when you're not getting enough sleep. So important to fix these things so that you can have better optimum performance during the day. And that's what we're trying to do here on the show is developing ourselves to be better leaders, having great health. We have to have great sleep for that. So what did you do to fix it? How did you start? Well, thanks for asking. Um, it, was a, it was a tough road. And the first thing that I had to do, and, and I would suggest you do if this is an area for you, is you have to make the decision that you got to figure out what's going on. And, and that's the only thing that you can do to start the choice to fix it. I'm, I'm not going to tolerate anymore. I decided I needed to get good sleep. It was not good for me and not healthy for me. It was disrupting your life. <laughs> Wasn't a good thing. So the first thing that, that I did is I started keeping a sleep log to try to figure out what was it that was causing issues with my sleep. So I just got a basic journal, basic log, and I started recording every time um, when I was going to bed, uh, when I woke up during the night, and what my sleep quality felt like the next morning, how many hours I was actually sleeping. So I started with, with that as a log. The other thing that I did is I checked out, and there's a lot of great applications and software out there that can record sleep, and I actually got a Fitbit, and there's a number of different sleep um, apps out there, and I've had this now for a couple of years, and it really, really works well because you just wear it to bed, and it tells you just exactly what's happening with your sleep. Right, and that's, I started this when we started the challenge, mm-hmm. and I went out and I bought, well, I had the watch for running, but I bought the app, and... And you have the iWatch, right? Is that the one that you have? Yeah. yeah. And so there's a ton of apps out there, and I, I downloaded three or four or five, maybe ten, and <laughs> just so I wanted to find out which one was best. And, you know, it's amazing. It says, okay, this is what you're doing for your awake, and your light sleep, your deep sleep, your, you know, your REM, you know, and... They, at least they put the RAM in a color where you say, oh, okay, I can, you know, more pink in my app, more pink is better. Right. Orange is bad for me, which 
it, you know, there's too much orange in mine right now, meaning I'm awake, laying there doing nothing. Right, so, right. Uh, so we're talking about the three so, different types of sleep that you get at night. And as you start researching sleep, you realize that there's a REM and a non-REM sleep. And most of these applications are tracking when you're awake and then when you're in REM sleep, which is the dream state of your of your sleep, and you're working out a lot of problems in, in the REM state. And then it also tracks your deep sleep, which is important, very important to get both REM and deep sleep. They both have, have good health health components, for sure. Right. And it, and it monitors your eye movement, uh, your temperature, your body drops. So it's important for all of those things to happen so that you can sleep and get into that REM and get your body rejuvenated for the next day. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think it's a game. On my app, I can actually click on what mood I am, a smiley face or not, and then also take notes if I so chose to do that. So it's amazing what tools are out there. Right, definitely. Um, and so as I began to do this and started tracking my sleep and logging it, I began to get more in tune with my body and seeing what was helping me get good sleep and when I didn't have good sleep. And I found that if I was working late at night, uh, that, that would I would have a hard time settling down. Um, I found if I had a really heavy dinner or I ate too close to bedtime, I would have an issue. Wine was sometimes a trigger for me. You know, sometimes a glass of wine sounded good right before bed, but it tended to be when I would have wine before I went to bed, that that would be more a restless night. And as I got more in tune with my body, it would be amazing how when I did have a good night's sleep, I would wake up and go, I just had a great night's sleep. I feel, I felt refreshed. I knew I had gotten deep sleep when I woke up feeling refreshed. And sure enough, I go look on my app and I've gotten a lot more deep sleep than what I, what I typically would get. So that would really help. Um, another, another thing that I found out is when I was regularly exercising during the day, not just before bed, but when I was getting regular exercise, that was really helping my sleep. So as you keep track of the nights that you have good sleep, you look back to the day before and see what did you do during the day, not just, just before bed. And it was interesting to see what those patterns were. No, I'm. That's so true, and I often work out at night, and some people say you can't do that. Three hours, you can't exercise. It doesn't really impact me right away, but for you, you wouldn't sleep for hours right. if you worked out at night. Like right, you know, right. And you, you need to do that a whole lot earlier in the day, mm-hmm. and yeah. you need to go through your ritual, your routine, your structure. Tell us about that. Right. Well... As I went through this practice, and it took me a while to to get this figured out and get my sleep on track, uh, I developed my own sleep routines that really helped me get a good night's sleep. And some of them are really evidence-based, research-based, and things that I tried. Um, Others were just things that I listened to my body and found out for myself. So I now have my 10 tips for better sleep that I have in my book, The Success Lie. And we're going to talk through those today a little bit. And and I'll let you know what we found from our research as well as just my own personal experience and how I went from having very inconsistent sleep to now I will tell you I consistently have eight hours of sleep every single night. 
So that's just a huge difference from where I was. And now Graham gets to sleep better too because I sleep well. Absolutely. Uh, so it, it took work, but it, it can be done, I assure you. So let's talk about these 10 tips. Well, we kind of talked based on the first one. Set that regular routine. You know, wind down, you know, sit and just read a book, a paper book, and just relax. You know, and that's chapter 10 in the book, right? That's so right. You can go learn about that in the book as well. Uh, but have that routine. And then the second thing is a, the schedule. Tell us about your schedule. Yes. So um, first, the routine of having this way that you wind down. And I, I like to think, going back to the routine, I like to think about how you have a workout, how you have a wind down routine at the end of an exercise workout. So think about your evening as a wind down time for you. You don't want to be going at this fast, uh, fast, crazy pace with a lot of going on in your mind. And then I'm going to go to bed and feel like you're just going to fall into this deep sleep all night. For most of us, that doesn't work. So you need this wind-down routine, and that's going to look a little bit different for each of us. But for myself, it was just establishing something for me that would just help to calm my mind down to get prepared for a great night of sleep. And and as we mentioned, you can um, go to my book to, to do the exercise on creating your own sleep routine or night routine. Uh, the second thing that Graham um, mentioned is to set a sleep and wake schedule. So it really helped me when I set a consistent schedule of when I'm going to go to bed and when I'm going to get up. Now, we know with sometimes at work, we have an early morning meeting. We're not always going to be able to do this. But if we can set it most of the time where we're going to bed, say, 10 o'clock at night and we're getting up at 6 or 7 in the morning, whatever it is, and we have that window. And I actually put it on my app that I have a goal that I want to go to bed around the 10 o'clock hour. So uh, it will tell me if I'm on track with my sleep routine. And then I want to be getting up around 7.30 or so is, is ideally if I don't have an early morning meeting. That's a good amount of time for me. So that's what I'm doing every day. And I have that consistent time that I go to bed, consistent time that you get up. And that's going to look different. For all of us, you know, some some of you might be night owls up there, and you're, you know, going to bed at eleven or twelve, and um, and then and then getting up at a different time. But figure out what that is. And I tend to be alarm, so I get up earlier mm-hmm. and don't go to bed. So right. that's what my app actually told me. It says you're alarm. Time to get up. Oh, so, good. I don't know what that means. Well, but. as long as you're and you're bouncing out of bed in the morning, feeling refreshed and ready to go, and I think that's a really great. That's a really a great symptom to be able to to know what it is that you need. Is if your body tells you you're refreshed and you're ready to get up, then then that's a good thing. So, well, I don't use an alarm clock, which is another issue. Is that good point? So many people hit the snooze button, hit the snooze button, and you're better off just getting up at the first time. Right. Setting that structure. You know, part of that schedule is when the alarm goes off. If you you use alarm then get up. Don't hit snooze three times and 27 minutes later, wake up. Right. It's not good for the system. Right. It doesn't work for your schedules. So. Good point. And for both of us now, we're not even using an alarm. Unless we've got to get up and go to the airport or something, we want to make sure we don't oversleep. Um, we're pretty routinely getting up at the same time every morning and not needing an alarm to do so. So you're really on track and getting good sleep if you don't need an alarm to wake you up in the morning. So a, a great sign. And I only set the alarm because I'm afraid I'll sleep through it for the airplane. Well, exactly. I don't ever wake up. The alarm, right. I always wake up before my alarm. Mm-hmm. I've trained my body now 
that if I have to wake up at 3 a.m. for a plane, or if it's 7 o'clock because I get to sleep in, it's no problem for me. I just don't, I can set the alarm if I have to, but yeah. I don't ever use it. It rarely, rarely goes off. So That's great. That great is, stuff. Number three here, talk about the sanctuary. Yes. So my third tip for having a great night's sleep is to make your bedroom a sanctuary. I mean, we, we spend so much time, if you think about it, in our bedroom sleeping that we want that to be a place of respite, of calm for us. So how does your bedroom feel? You know, go in and take a look at it. Is it, is it tidy or is it messy and you have, you know, everything everywhere? Or is it both because it's my side and her side? (laughs) That's this too, this too. I keep my side of the bed pretty nice and neat most of the time, and I just try not to look at his. There we That's go. There we go. But think about having welcoming decor and comfortable bedding. You want a bed that you want to crawl into and enjoy to crawl into and feeling comfortable. And um, have your room painted in a nice, calm color that, that you like, that's soothing for you. It's, it's actually recommended not to have a bedroom that's in bright colors because you want it to be calming. It's a place where you sleep, right? Uh, we also don't have a TV in our bedroom. We right. made that decision because, again, the, you know, having a TV, which we're, we're going to get to, but that's a that's part, next, of, part of having a calm bedroom is to, to not have things that are not conducive to sleep in your room. And that's perfect. Electronics. Tell us about what... Most people think that electronics are bad and intuitively, mm-hmm. but we're still using them. We're still on there looking at our phones, looking at the iPad, looking at our tablet, watching TV, sure. whatever it might be. We sure. still do it, but tell us about what you've learned. Exactly. Well, in my research and also from personal experience, I couldn't believe the effect of blue light um, on, on my eyes. and. I didn't realize that light, and if we think about it in our own circadian rhythm, responds to light. I mean, thinking you know, years and years ago when we didn't have the, the natural electricity of light, it was the daylight that woke us up. It's time to get up, and when it's nighttime, people went to bed. And so now, in <laughs> in this day and age, when we have the TVs and the in the unnatural lights. It's actually pretty hard on our body and telling us to wake up. So I've never actually paid attention. These are kind of cool. <laughs> so a gram is trying <laughs> on for you today, and he's he's got the really fancy ones, and mine aren't as fancy. But we actually they're both hers. So yeah. actually, they're yeah. Well, go ahead and put them on for us. Go ahead and put them on. So <laughs> so these are actually blue light glasses that that we now have and. Um, Grams actually blocks out more blue light than the pair that that I have on um, right now. But um, it's recommended all the blue light that we get from our computers during the day. I'm actually wearing these during the day, and it's helping my ability to sleep at night. But the recommendation as far as electronics is that blue light effect just keeps your brain firing. It keeps it firing all the time. And so if you're on your phone or your your iPad or your laptop in bed, your brain just keeps firing that it needs to be on. And so it's really important to get off those electronics. And I typically am getting off them about an hour before bedtime, just shutting off all electronics. And so that's what research has shown. Hour or two hours is great, even if you can be off the evening for it. So we've gone away from the TV right before bed to, you know, I I will read now in bed as a calming activity without the the blue light of of a TV. 
Uh, so that, that's what we do. And you know, these blue light glasses are pretty slick. My girls have these too. I don't think that's going to be real attractive, <laughs> but it makes a difference. So, um, and this is hard. My dad's been struggling with, with sleep lately. And I said, dad, I figured this out. Um, I know how I can help you with this. And I said, are you watching TV before bed? And he goes, oh yeah, I watched the 10 o'clock news and they've got a TV in the room. Yeah. And I said, dad, you just, if you could stop watching TV, that is going to help you sleep better at night. It worked for me. And he goes, oh, I can't do that. So we have to be willing to make the decisions. If we're really serious about improving our sleep, we have to be willing to make the decisions to uh, shut off our electronics. It does make a difference. All right. So, We've covered electronics, sanctuary. What is tip number five? Uh, tip number five is to have a cold temperature in your bedroom. So our the core of our body temperature needs to drop in order to initiate a good night's sleep. So if you turn down the heat and have it cooler in your bedroom, you're going to be able to sleep better. So we usually are trying to sleep you know, at about 60 degrees. So if you're not turning down your heat at night, uh, I suggest that you turn it down, even if it's just a degree a night, and until you can get as comfortable as you can right. without getting too cold. But the cooler you can have your room, the better it's going to help you sleep. And you then, don't it, need no, exactly. And then a couple more, six and seven, just more about the the bedrooms. You turn down the temperature, also block out light and block out sound, as we talked about a little bit earlier. The light um, is actually telling our bodies that it's time to wake up. So we want to sleep in a really dark room. And even like the red light that's on the uh, alarm clock or that might be showing on the thermostat, you want to get rid of any of those lights in the room because all of it makes a difference, which is surprising. Well, we're traveling now. We use, we travel with black electrical tape or if I forget it, we kind of right. we block lights on TVs and fire extinguishers and everything else now. Yeah, it makes a difference. Big deal. And then blocking out sound. uh, As much as possible, create a quiet sleeping environment where you're not going to be interrupted by waking up with sound. So we talked about turn down the temperature. And what else do we do to create the sanctuary so we can sleep? So a couple more things which really have to do with the room that you're sleeping in is tip number six and seven are block out the light and block out the sound. So if your room has any lights on in it that could be distracting and it could be a light from a TV if you're traveling or your alarm clock, as much as possible, eliminate the lights and keep your room dark. Um, We actually got blackout blinds in our place, and so that's made a huge difference to being able to sleep is putting those blackout blinds down. And then as far as sound goes, it's really important to try to have an environment that's as quiet as possible. So um, have an environment where you're eliminating sounds as much as you can. And traveling, um, we do take earplugs. We know we're going to be in a busy city uh, there's also some sleep apps out there that are noise makers. That white noise or now brown noise is popular, and that just keeps this background noise going. That can that can help you sleep better. So, and we also bring electrical tape to kind of cover up those lights when we feel like yep. they're in the way too. Yep. So, good point. Um, and then let's quickly cover the last three, and then we can wrap this up for today. Okay, sounds good. 
So number eight is uh, avoiding caffeine and alcohol. And research shows that this makes a difference. I found this was a big deal for me personally. I can't have caffeine in the late afternoon. I cut it off then and (laughs) don't have it anymore. No, that's not true. I can occasionally have a three o'clock in the afternoon pick me up coffee. It, it, It is okay. Um, but skip the coffee late in the day and uh, avoid the alcoholic drinks before bed. And as I mentioned earlier, I found out this was um, important for me. It helps me sleep more soundly, and I know it will help you too. Uh, number nine is use essential oils. There's several out there on the market that are conducive to better sleep. Lavender is is a big one. Um Bevedere and Roman chamomile and Nang are also ones that have been uh, popular for sleep. Those are some of my favorites. Uh, finally, number 10 is if you're doing these things and you find that they're not working, check your hormone levels. It's amazing how our hormones can be off and we don't realize that and that can affect so many areas of our life and it can also affect our sleep. And That was one of the things for me that um, I had my hormones checked. And when I got those balanced along with doing these other things, it really made a difference in my sleep. So highly recommend um, you get checked out by your doctor and make sure that you're doing everything that you need to do to be in your optimum health. So those are the 10 tips. Great. Well, we covered them pretty quickly. And if you want more information, where do we talk to you or find you? Well, we've covered a lot today. Let's just review what we've covered. So sleep is the third component of optimum health. And when you sleep better, everything is better. We talked about 10 tips today. Uh, Probably the number one tip is to get that nighttime sleep routine down and get that figured out um, in order to get yourself on track and go back and, and listen to the podcast or look at my book to find out more information on getting good sleep. And also included in the podcast today is, as always, a leader's guide to review today's session. And it'll have uh, some questions for you that you can evaluate your, your own sleep. And this is a great exercise for you to do on your own, or you can also do with a loved one or your team. And you can download this for free at janellebruland.com. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at Janelle at legacy-leader.com. And if you found this podcast helpful, uh, please rate us, um, give us a review, subscribe to the podcast so that it, it drops in your email and lets you know when a new one is coming out. Great. Well, thanks. It was fun. Now let's talk about that. <laughs> so for more episodes of the Intentional Leadership Podcast, go to JanelleBrewin.com forward slash podcast. Remember, when you grow as a leader, your team will grow and your company will grow. You can transform your leadership, crush your goals, and love your life. Thank you and see you soon. Bye-bye.